I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 13, Nicholas Flamel. Hello, and welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is Potter, Potter Watch. So today, um, surprise, we're doing chapters 12, or 13 and 14, Nicholas Flamel and uh, Norbert the Norwegian Ridgeback. We just started reading, and we couldn't stop. Yes, and also one of the chapters is, like, super short. Um, so if you got the password from last week, it was, how old is Nicholas Flamel? And you guessed it. He is 665 years old as of the book, which I wonder if it changes magically, like, the number, like... Oh, yeah. Since it's been published. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. <laughs> that would be really cool. I didn't even think about that when I was like, if it. history books were like magic to like the dates would change, like as I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just a just a thought. Um. Yeah. So or like to reflect new information that we've gotten. On yeah. Exactly. Thing. Instead of having to like republish a new book, but then like an updated. No edition. books would ever need to be like yeah. updated, or n- new books wouldn't have to be written, but. Um, anyway. So, chapter 13, <laughs> what's your first note? Not, I'm just gonna be honest, both of these chapters are, like, not my favorite. Same. I'm gonna, look, I feel like chapter 14 is gonna feel very sad about the points that I give it. I'm, I, like, almost, I, like, borderline hate chapter 14. Same. It's my least favorite chapter in this book. Maybe like, in maybe the series. The series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it... Well, well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Anyway. Yeah. So, well, this chapter, um, it's just mostly about, like, the Quidditch game and stuff, I guess. Yeah. I, there are certain, um, things that I like about this chapter. Um, Neville, for one. But, uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, um, Snape refereeing. Okay. That's my first note, too. Uh, it's like, alright, Snape's refereeing. refereeing Quidditch. I get why they do it, so, because, like, Snape needs to protect Harry. It's like a device. But, like, okay, this is my turn. (laughs) Sorry, did I just... No, 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 no. Well, I was like, one, how did this even happen? Like, Snape didn't even play Quidditch. And also, like, what would he do, like, as referee that he can't do, like, how is he supposed to protect Harry, like, as referee? I think it's... I think it's meant to be that whoever is doing it, aka Quirrell, would be less likely to attack someone on a pitch because Snape is there, is what I think it is. Because Quirrell knows that Snape was the one doing the counter curse last time. True. And he knows that like Snape is suspicious of him. Yeah. So I think that's the main <clears throat> point. What I don't understand is... is is Dumbledore trying to catch Quirrell in the act? Does he want... Is This is goes for your theory. It's like Dumbledore must know that Quirrell is suspicious. He he knows it's Quirrell because he says in the seventh book in the flashback, keep an eye on Quirrell, won't you, to Snape. So that means he knows. So why? I'm confused. <clears throat> it doesn't make sense that he would keep him at the school. Because he's testing Harry. <laughs> right. I mean, like, I, I said it was point... I mean, yeah. angrily agreeing. Yeah, I said it like was more to your point that it, 
you know, it's a hairy test. Which I just wanted to like reiterate what my theory was because my sister was listening and she was like, I for- I didn't know what you were talking about. Mm. <laughs> so my theory for Dumbledore is that the this whole book, he's like testing Harry. So like, he's like trying to see if Harry's like good enough to become the chosen one. And so he's like knows that Quirrell's bad and is, like, trying to let Harry, like, fight him on his own kind of thing and just letting him figure things out on his own and see what he does with the information. And so I'm just, and Alex is also, like, looking for, like, little things that might support that theory um, just to, like, recap that. So when I'm referring to, like, my theory or, like, the Dumbledore theory, that's what I'm referring to. I also just would like to point out um, that Snape is just not, is, like, unfair as a teacher, why doesn't Dumbledore do anything about it? I never understand this. It's, like, when he bullies them, when he takes unnecessary house points away, it's, like, these are things that are not, you know, like, in the job, the principal or the headmaster is meant to, like, shut that down. And Snape just gets away with it. Dumbledore just doesn't want to deal with, like, those little nuances. Either he doesn't care or like he really doesn't keep that close of tabs on like how many points Snape is taking away from like Gryffindors do you know what I mean not that he's like completely unaware I'm sure he knows that Snape is like unbiased and everything but like you mean is biased oh yeah that he is biased (laughs) yeah I yeah but whether he's like worried about like micromanaging all the professors not just Snape yeah that's true I just feel like Snape goes above and beyond to be like it's like McGonagall yeah sometimes McGonagall like lets Harry have like the broom or something like that but that's different and Dumbledore was like in on that decision (laughs) yeah but that's different than what Snape does especially like as the books go on later I think that when it's when Dumbledore does it like when he kind of turns a blind eye he does it with other things too in like good ways like he lets kids get in trouble like he wants those things to happen, he doesn't want to, you know, play too much of a role in those, them growing up, like, I think. Do you know what I mean? No, I, I see what you're saying. I just think like he if a doesn't... teacher, if a kid is literally so afraid of a teacher that their bogger turns into Snape, like, I'm not even talking about Harry at this point, but I know like, you're talking Neville, about like, I don't know. It just seems. I think Dumbledore like thinks verbally abuses. These things are gonna like work out on their own. Well, we know how like abuse is essentially handled in these like yeah, that's books. true. <laughs> it's like a non. It just always like it's like just a grinds plot device. my gears. <laughs> okay. Um. We said this last time, and like Hermione not being good at chess is just unrealistic and funny. Yes. I don't know. Um. But I do like Ron, like, beating her at something. Yeah, I just me wish too. it was something different. Like, well, they do later on. It's, like, a big thing that she doesn't care about Quidditch and Although, in this that. chapter, she's so excited about Gryffindor winning. I, I, was, so, I thought it was really cute. Yeah. I think that also just shows, like, she's such a good friend. Yeah. She also, like, and she gets compared to McGonagall a lot. It's very, I think it's, like, a very, it reminds me of it. Like, she's very competitive. Like, that little bit of Gryffindor is, like, still in her, that, like, need to be on top. Yeah, I agree. I, although I said I can't believe that Ron would say don't play, like, in reference to Quidditch. Like, one, I think that they're being the most dramatic. They're like, Harry, you can't play. Like, pretend to break your leg. To be fair, 
they they're do, 11. They, they're one, they're 11. And two, they do think that Snape was the one that tried to not carry off his broom last time he played. So that's And if Hermione hadn't done anything, he would have fallen off and they fly pretty high up. So I think it's yeah. understandable that they... Yeah, and I think I'm I'm mostly blaming on them being eleven because like later on, like something like that wouldn't shake them so much. Yeah, but this is also their yeah their yeah. first brush with. Um, and I just thought it was funny, like because Ron later on becomes like so much more into Quidditch, or like he talks about Quidditch so much more that he would never say not play in a Quidditch match. Like, yeah, Quidditch becomes more important to them as characters. I think. I also think they should have reserves. For every team player. Like, I'm sure that there that people are going out for these positions. Well, remember, they couldn't find uh, a seeker. seeker. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. he got on the team anyway. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, my bad. Um, although they never really talk about Ruser. Except for Katie Bell. <laughs> was a reserve last year. Her, yeah. her second year. And I guess when Harry's, like, captain... Like, he doesn't have, like, strict reserves, but he has people that he goes to when, like, yeah. everyone isn't on the team anymore. Um, Malfoy telling Neville he's not brave enough for Gryffindor and practicing the, the leg binding curse. Oh yeah, but I, I, um, my note on that was I like that this is showing like Ron sweet in his own way. Like Mm -hmm. it's so a little like harsh. He's like, don't let him walk over you, but it's like. I think it's, like, really caring for Ron because he, he does, I think, care about Neville and, like, doesn't want him yeah. to, like, give in to Malfoy, which I think is really sweet. And then, um, uh, can, let's play the quote. Harry felt in the pocket of his robes and pulled out a chocolate frog, the very last one from the box Hermione had given him for Christmas. He gave it to Neville, who looked as though he might cry. You're worth 12 of Malfoy, Harry said. The sorting hat chose you for Gryffindor, didn't it? And where's Malfoy in stinking Slytherin? Yeah, I think that's a sweet quote. I think, I I just think it's so, and it obviously, because of what happens later in the chapter, um, it's so, it resonates so much with Neville and it's so important to him that it's really like a first stepping stone to Neville becoming who he becomes. Yeah, agreed. A hundred percent. Um, also, I think it's funny that this is not the only time that Neville gives them, like, really important, or has really important information. Like, not like he has his own purpose, but he gives them, like, the clue to the chocolate frog, and then later he has, like, the gillyweed information, even though they don't use it in the Mm -hmm. book. But, um, just like how, I think I was saying in one of the chapters how he, like, could be part of the foursome. Yeah. And he is, but he's, like, so, such on, like, the edge, like, where he kind of... If he was in their group, like it would be, it would really change things and probably make it almost too easy because they would have such a balance of people. Uh, true, but I also think that it's hard to, and I want to talk about this more in chapter fourteen. I it would be hard to include Neville in that group because him and Ron don't they're not similar characters at all. That's not what I'm saying. But they, but they serve, serve a similar, a similar purpose. purpose. Yeah, and like they're both. Um, in terms of, like, solving mysteries, similarly, not much help. Like, Harry's really good at figuring out the mystery. I think that Neville's kind of like Hermione, though, where he's, like, a 
like a resource. Like Hermione a knows researcher. all the spell. Not like he's necessarily like he doesn't really prove himself to be very good at magic till later on, but I think he like holds on to a lot of information. I agree, but I'm just saying he wouldn't add anything. Yeah, no, to I know what you're group. saying. Like, and they already have Ron, who's sort of like the one who's like morale, who doesn't actually add any information. But Neville's to like it. nicer. So in times where like Ron brings down the morale, Neville would have like brought up, which I think they need it to be brought down. So yeah. I'm not saying. I'm saying he would. It would make it too easy. It would be like too good. Yeah, they, there would like you said three people conflicts. makes conflict. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just like wish we got more Neville. <laughs> um, no, I do too. This yeah. this chapter, I was thinking about the fact that you had said that earlier in the podcast while I was reading this chapter because it is so Neville centric. Um, and I I had a similar thought where it's like I wish we got more Neville throughout the books as we do like in this chapter yeah. or in this book um my next note is just on because they're talking about nicholas flamel and the sorcerer stone why would they change philosopher to sorcerer that's what i always philosopher thought. stone is like a thing in mythology it's famous <clears throat> A lot of people know about it. I think that people in America know the term sorcerer and don't really know the term philosopher but in ph- the same way. They right. think of philosophy. But it is the, ph- the the thing in mythology is the philosopher. I know, but stone. if this was the first book in the series they wanted to sell in America, they needed to be like a word that was easily recognized by Americans. And like sorcerer is more popping than like philosopher. No, I, you know I, I, mean? I understand yeah. why they did it. It just like ruins it because I know. the stone is called the i wish it was just yeah and, and it, it's sorcerers even, and it's, is hard to say it's also just not <laughs> even something that she created like it, it could you know like for her other things there she takes the lore of werewolves and she makes it her own for this book yeah but like the lore of the philosopher's stone is the exact same of what it's famous for so it's just strange <laughs> they had to change it to the Sorcerer's Stone for America. It makes me feel like everyone thought Americans were dumb. <laughs> um, I did want to uh, play this one quote. <clears throat> Harry and Ron barely had time to exchange mystified looks before she was dashing back, an enormous old book in her arms. I never thought to look in here, she whispered excitedly. I got this out of the library weeks ago for a bit of light reading. Light, said Ron. But Hermione told him to be quiet until she'd looked something up. Nicholas Flamel, she whispered dramatically, is the only known maker of the Sorcerer's Stone. This didn't have quite the effect she'd expected. The what? said Harry and Ron. Oh, honestly, don't you two read? Yeah, I just love that, like, Hermione and Ron sass. <laughs> honestly, don't you two read? <laughs> No, Hermione, you should know that by now. Um, my next note is just an offhand thing. They were doing homework or something about werewolf and their werewolf bites. Nothing cures a werewolf bite, because if you get a werewolf bite, well, you become maybe, a like, werewolf. Maybe, like, how to, like, clean the bite. But I was also, my note on that was, um, they don't, they don't learn about werewolves till like, the third book, so, like, why are they, like, studying it in the first one? That was my point. Like, they make a big deal about how they're not supposed to learn about it till like, later on. I guess they're not learning the about one. werewolves. They're just learning about the... Cu- like, which yeah. class is it for? Is this the same Defense class they're learning the Dark Arts. 
I know I noted the Ditney thing too, but no, this is Defense Against the Dark Arts. Okay. Yeah. I just, I was like, whoa. I think, I mean, I thought that too at first, but I was like, maybe they just mean like, how do you actually like clean a bite like that? I understand. I just feel like in a textbook, I don't understand why they're like, okay, the thing you do to clean it. Because if I got a werewolf bite, I'd be much more concerned with the fact that I'm a werewolf now. I mean, I guess, I don't know. We don't know what it said. That's true. (laughs) They were like, wash it, put a cold compress on it. Or like, what do you do if you get a werewolf bite? Like, what is your next step kind of thing? (laughs) Like, go go to the doctor immediately, eat some chocolate, talk to Remus Lupin. (laughs) Yeah. Um... I just had to find some great friends to learn how to <laughs> become um, animaguses. I was wondering if maybe Flamel gave Dumbledore some of his, like, elixir of life, and that's why Dumbledore's, like, so old. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I also don't know. There also I think wizards just live wizards longer. Wizards can live longer. I think because they can, like, treat illnesses, so, mm-hmm. but... He's, like, really old, like, compared to all, like, these other characters. Yes. Well, I guess Muriel and Elpheus. We, because we did this. He's, like, 160 or something. Because we talked about, like, how old is he in, like, in the time of Fantastic Beasts? Oh, I don't know. So he's not, I don't think. We don't know how old he's going to be in Fantastic Beasts. Like, we have no idea. Right, but he that is a time... That's a time marker because... Not really, well, because we, we don't, don't know, know how long, how much time has passed yeah. since... Um, like, we don't know what t- how old he is when... Yeah. Um, Wait, don't... Th- we, we know how old Dumbledore is when he dies. He's, like, 160 or something. They, they said it in his, like, wiki or whatever. Oh. I have crazy fans. Although, I just, I guess I'm just thinking, like, they don't make Grindelwald look that old in the 20s, so. He was 115. (laughs) Okay. 160. (laughs) My bad. So, but he was born in 81, so in the 20s he was, like, 40. Okay, that makes sense. 1881. Yeah, I under. I got. He was just born in the 80s. (laughs) Well, if people who believe that Ron Weasley is Albus Dumbledore, then (laughs) yeah. You know that theory, right? Like people think. No, I have not heard this theory. I don't. I can't really speak to it. So maybe someone can like write in that knows it more. But there's like a theory that like Dumbledore like time traveled, like used the time turner. And is Ron... What theory is this? Ron and Dumbledore are nothing alike. I don't know. And, like, so he, like, planted Ron to, like... Planted himself as Ron to, like, help Harry or something like that. And, like, that's why he got the Deluminator. And, like, that's how he knew that he was going to leave. And, like, I don't know. That's a terrible theory. Sorry if you believe it. Well, I mean, there could be more to it. I have never given it that much thought. I'm gonna... I'm gonna hold Bart here and say my opinion is that's ridiculous. Yeah, maybe we'll both look it up later and talk about it, but... I know that is out there. Is he incompetent on purpose to, like, not give Harry too many clues? Because Ron isn't really that helpful. I don't... I don't know. I, I... I wish I knew more about it so we could talk about it 
I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up so we can actually have a conversation about yeah, it. I, yeah, that's so funny. But, Thank you uh, for bringing. That I did to my just. Attention. I know that it exists as a theory, so we might want to do. We could. That could be another fun bonus like episode, like crazy, crazy theories. theories yeah, that would be the world. Fun. Yeah. Well, still, Dumbledore could have. Back to my point, he could have borrowed some elixir, <laughs> yes. but probably not. Um, if he was only 115. Um, my next note is about Harry being like, um, Snape was giving me weird looks. Sometimes I thought he could read my mind, like le- the legitimate thing. And then later when you see Snape talking to Quirrell, he's like, kids aren't supposed to know about the stone. And I'm like, oh, this is so important later on that Snape can um, do legitimacy. I know. I uh, I said that this comes back kind of big way <laughs> as my next note as well. Back to... Um, also, back to Ron and Hermione being, like, kind of dramatic, I thought they, like, practiced, like, the leg locker curse, and I was like, what were they getting to do? Like, like, like he, Snape is presumably on a broom, and, like, oh, I, that's true. I just, and, like, were they just gonna try and, like, aim a jinx at him, like, across the pitch? Like, it just seemed like a far-fetched plan. Like, they had been practicing the leg locker. <laughs> that's true. I did not think about it. I think I thought about it too much. That's really funny, though. Oh, and this is... Sorry, this is what I was going to go back to um, about Snape being at the match. I was like, he got... They talk about him looking so angry, and I feel like he's mad at himself for trying so hard to save Harry, and he didn't even have to since Dumbledore came anyway. And I guess, like, Dumbledore didn't tell him that he was going to come. Oh, and, like, yeah. it would be fine. So Snape, like, took it upon himself to, like, be referee and then was, like, mad about <laughs> That's what oh. I assumed why he looks as angry as he does. Because, <laughs> like, multiple people note how angry he looks. And they all just think it's because he hates Gryffindor, which he does. But, but it's <laughs> because he hates Harry. Um, I made my own little I love that reasoning. <laughs> I think that's pretty accurate. I'm But I just thought it was funny that I don't know if Dumbledore told him to be referee or he t- said he was going to be, but then I like, like to think that he did it by himself. He was like, <laughs> I'll be referee next game and people laughed at him and they were like, What why? And he's like, Don't worry about it. I need to do Well they it. just okay. assume he's doing it to like Ruin Gryffindor's chances, which he's also doing. So he's like, yeah, still being such a giving, dickwad. giving extra point it's to Hufflepuff. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then now we fi- we're at the Quidditch match, and we finally get Neville's redeeming moment. The like shaky voice, "I'm worth twelve of you, Malfoy." And then Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle start laughing. and Aww. But my point about this part is that you're, we, you were exactly right. This is his first step into being who he becomes. Because when Ron starts fighting with Malfoy, Neville doesn't even think about it. He immediately starts fighting with Crabbe and Goyle. Yeah. He knows he's going to lose, too. Like, um, it's just so great because this whole chapter about Neville has been like, oh, I'm not like brave enough to be yeah. in Gryffindor. And then he has this little moment. Well, I was wondering why they were sitting there. Like, isn't that the Gryffindors, like, seating I area? I also Were they there that. just to annoy Ron and, like, et cetera? And then all, I said, also, Neville is so cute. Like, that was just one <laughs> note of mine. <laughs> oh, my God. What a cute But, one. yeah, I didn't... I guess they were just there to bother them, but... 
Malfoy has too much time on his hands. This is what I get from Malfoy's childhood. Oh, we already talked about this. My next note is just that I love how excited Hermione is about the game and about them winning. I know, and I said, LOL, Hermione not interested in them fighting, like, at all. Has no idea. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yes. And then when Ron, when she's like, Ron, where are you? We've won. Gryffindor won. Harry survived. <laughs> Also, J.K. Rowling is very dramatic as a narrator in this, is when they're like, and then when Harry left them to go to the pitch, he thought that might be the last time that his friends saw That's where I put the note about them being so dramatic. It's so funny. That was exactly the line that I was like, so dramatic. Um, especially because this is, like, the least dangerous thing they will, like, ever do. It's <laughs> Harry flying in this, but it's not. Um, I also thought, like, Harry just isn't very sly, and Snape would have noticed him, like, flying above them, like, over the trees, like, eavesdropping. Yeah. Like, Harry's not subtle at all. Like, he's not stealth, I should say. That's true, but he is a good flyer, and he does leave a bit after... Snape I know, but does. then he, like, kind of lands in, like, the trees yeah, or something. Yeah, that, that I was, like, Snape heard. And, like, Snape is really smart That's and observant true. and would, like, sense him or something. But my note about this was just, like, Harry's instincts are really, are really good. Like, he's like, okay, this is happening. Instead of, like, going back to the Gryffindor party, like, this is also an example of him jumping into trouble but he like jumps on the broom and is ready to go eavesdrop and then he's putting the mystery together himself so I mean he is passing Dumbledore's test in a way and I don't think Harry gets a lot of credit for like I think people mostly assume that Hermione figures out the mysteries and sort of salt like Mm -hmm. and Harry's just got luck just lucky with Matt like to be powerful at magic enough to stop things yeah but I do think he is good at solving the mystery and Hermione is there to give him the aid to fix the problem I would say mostly in this book I mean I think it does come up more but even in he has good instinct I think but is that what you're saying yeah I'm saying he has good instincts and and I'm saying he does solve the like the main, the story of the mystery, or he's really good about figuring out what's happening, even if he can't figure out how to solve it, you know? In, in some, in some things, I think he's really good at that. Not, I don't think he's always, like, aware of what's going on and, like, puts, I think sometimes he can be very oblivious to certain things. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I, 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 example. Um... Uh, um, I was just thinking about what I think I had to do with the six one or the seventh one. Because I think the six and seventh ones are good examples of the fact that he's good at this. Like even just like he figures out about the Deathly Hollows thing, even though and then not really. I mean that like Hermione's the one that that's her like thing, and then Harry like picks up, but he doesn't. But but I'm not talking about I'm talking when I say the Deathly Hollows thing that he figured out that that that's what Voldemort was wanting and that that's how that's what Dumbledore was trying to tell him and in the sixth one he also figures out this thing about Malfoy and he is really good about this 
like listening to his instincts. He's like, look, I have a feeling and you guys always tell me my feelings are wrong, but sometimes they're not. And this is one that is not wrong. I think when I say like, he's like oblivious about like people a lot of times. Yeah, but that's not. But sometimes that is like pertinent to whatever the bigger mystery is. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm just saying in yeah. terms of, like, puzzling things together. That's what I mean by, in some ways, I think he is really good about that. But in other ways, he's very oblivious. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's like, not I think it's, people. He's not always one or the other, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think that this is, like, a weird conversation, knowing what we know about, like, Snape and Quirrell. Like, it doesn't really match up for me yes i felt the same way can it we seems... like kind of break it down <laughs> yeah let's let's read it um okay so he says let's keep this private students aren't supposed to know about the stone snape says that and then he says have you found out to get pat get past the beast of hagrid's yet so i'm assuming he's just trying to find out how much quirrell knows mm-hmm. there and then, um, you don't want me as your enemy, Quirrell. That makes sense. This is making sense so far. I don't know what you mean. You know perfectly well what I mean. Like, is he saying, like, you don't want me as your enemy because I'm, like, Dumbledore's lackey? Or you don't want me as your enemy because I'm gonna get the stone? Like, oh, I think he's saying, you don't want me as your enemy because, like, I'm on Dumbledore's side. Like, okay, y- yeah. I think he's, I'm on Dumbledore's side and you don't want me as your enemy. But I think it's supposed to sound like both, so that that's what Harry thinks or something. And then he says, you're a little bit of hocus-pocus. I'm waiting. Does that mean... Is he referring to the trolls? I'm thinking the broom. Oh. But then what is he waiting for? I think it's like, I'm waiting for you to... And then he's and then he says, we'll have another chat soon when you can think things over and decide where your loyalties lie. See, I think that's the, I'm waiting is, I'm waiting, I've been waiting, I confronted you about this the first time, and I'm waiting for you to tell me why you would do that to Harry, you don't have a reason yet, okay. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it again, like, just, like, scare tactics, like, you clearly don't have an excuse for why you were doing this, and that's... Yeah, one thing I will say for Dumbledore is I don't think he knows that Voldemort's on the back of Coral's head. Oh, yeah. I think that's where Dumbledore doesn't realize maybe how how bad it is, and that's why he's, like, more willing to let Harry, like, go after it himself because he thinks it's just Quirrell. That's true. And same with Snape because I don't think Snape would be saying that stuff if he knew, like, he would be more coy if he knew that, like, Voldemort was, like, there. Yeah. Um, which, to me, just... It's a little far-fetched, the idea of, like, Voldemort, like, constantly being there and, like, not saying anything. Unless he can, like, leave the back of the head whenever Why he wants. Why wouldn't he say things? Why would he say things and blow his cover? Oh, I know, but, like, can, like, that's, like, that's weird. Just, like, staying on the back of someone's head for almost a whole year, just, like, not talking. And I think to- he talks to Quirrell. I know, but I'm saying, do you think, like, he's always there? Yeah, I think the spell is... To, like, like, because he can't live without the life source that is, 
squirrel. Like, he's, like, it's like having a baby inside you. Like, he, he is the life that's keeping Yeah, but then he, Voldemort. well, when Quirrell dies, he, like, goes off and, like, is his, like, spirit or whatever. Yeah, the Horcrux, I think, leaves and goes to try to find another vessel. Because Harry's love thing is not something that can kill a Horcrux. I know, I know that. I'm not... No, I'm, I'm was piecing that together yeah. in my head, too. I, I just think it's just, like, a... Um, I just think it's a little far-fetched, that's all. I I buy it because it's... I, I don't know what other choice Voldemort has. No, I just mean, like, in reality, like, day in and day out. Like, that's, like, kind of crazy. Yeah, but it's... That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, not, like, big picture makes sense, whatever. But, like, when you're really thinking about it, like... Just, like, constantly there. Just, like, in class and, like, walking around the halls, like, near Dumbledore. Yeah. Like, all that stuff. Like, just, Here's what you I know what I mean? get about, and this is, um, this will be something we talk about more later, but I don't get about the whole different parts of Voldemort's soul thing. So, now, this part that's attached to Quirrell, that's, like, the part that didn't die. That was, like, it, that was, like. In Voldemort. Like, the main... That was the part that's left. The yeah. little bit that was left. So, that is the same size as the other things. So, it's, like, just... Well, I don't know if you can say that they're the same size. One, I don't think they are. Like, a set size, like, I think it's, like, like spirit, where it's not... Yeah. Like, a, it's not, like, an object you can hold kind of thing. So, but, but, but what I'm saying is, those little bits of Voldemort... So, like, if, say, in the second book, he is successful in um, taking Jenny's life and mm-hmm. becoming Riddle, Voldemort Riddle, like, R- Voldemort as the diary, the mm-hmm. diary who yeah, yeah. achieves full personage, then... Di- I, I would assume his soul would be intact then because he's bringing back who he was in the diary. No, it wouldn't all not all seven horcruxes would just flood back. To no, him. I'm saying they would still be out there plus there would be this Tom Riddle. Right, but there is also that other one that comes back in the fourth one. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe that would like merge. Would there be like two Voldemort? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like he could then split himself again. Like Tom Riddle could in the second one, like hypothetically. That's what I'm saying. But I also. But I guess, like, when, where does his brain go? See, like, the whole lore of. But like, it's not a brain. It's just the soul. Right. But Tom Riddle, if he took Jenny's life energy, then that would have made him a full fledged person. He would be Voldemort. Yeah. Have Voldemort's brain, everything. No, no, he would be who he was in the diary. He would be Tom Riddle. Oh, I he, see. It what wouldn't you're be, saying. like, the fourth so, book Voldemort. It would be. Who we see in the, like, in the movies of Tom Riddle. No, I know, but yeah. I'm saying, like, as a person. Like, he doesn't have Voldemort's thoughts have those and memories. stuff. He so just like, learns what happened because Ginny tells him. So if the locket Voldemort came to life, it would be whoever Voldemort was at that stage in his life? No. No, because it's not coming out of that because of the, the Horcrux. It's coming... He, it's coming alive because of the the magic of the diary in combination with the Horcrux, but 
Do you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, but I just... I think this might... Okay, like we'll talk to, about it later. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Uh, I just said, what is, like, Quirrell waiting for? Like, in the next chapter, he finds out how to get past Fluffy. So, but they don't, he doesn't actually try and get the stone for, like, a couple months, like, two months or something. He also doesn't know Snape's. But he, who's to say he ever learns what Snape's is? That's true. Like, is he just... I My guess is he's waiting till he can get Dumbledore out of the castle, and then Dumbledore just decides, like, that's when he's ready to let Quirrell slash Harry try. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because that's, re- that's what he does, is he says, like, they need him in London, which I'm sure Dumbledore knew was a trap, maybe. Yeah, it, he also could just be being weary like he wants to give it some time like separate or like different events Voldemort isn't like strong enough to do it or something yeah because they also try to get the unicorn blood soon yeah so maybe they need healing or some I don't know my next uh note is just the um oh we have to wait for uh Quirrell to stand up to Snape it'll be gone by Tuesday yeah (laughs) I just think that's Uh, a funny line Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. All right, so we're going to go back to one of our old games where we have a quote and the other one has to, like, fill in, like, the blank or or whatever. Um, so do you want me to ask you first? Sure. Okay. Um... Mr. Flamel, who celebrated his 665th birthday last year, enjoys a quiet life in blank with his wife, blank. So they're each five points. Yorkshire? No. (laughs) Do you know his wife's name? No. Perinelle. Perinelle. (laughs) My thing is from the exact same part. Oh my god. You're going to get it right. I don't know. Okay, finish the sentence. Um, there have been many reports of the Sorcerer Stone over the centuries, but the only stone currently in existence belongs to Mr. Nicholas Flamel. Finish the sentence. Noted alchemist? Mm-hmm. Is there more? Yeah. Okay, um... I don't know. Opera lover. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just thought the opera lover part yeah. was cute, so I was like... Do I get any points for that? For knowing he was an alchemist? You get, like, two. Well, you... I just... Mine were only one word. Yeah, sorry. Well, I thought... I said finish the sentence. My, my next one is harder, so I'll give you... I'll give you the... I'll give you a fiver. Okay. If that... Are we doing, like, are they worth ten? Yeah, I was doing, like, mine was five and five. Okay, yeah, so I'll give you five. Oh, thank you. All right, who's your chapter champ? Um, My chapter champ, and probably yours as well, is Mr. Neville Longbottom. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. And then my rat was Snape. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is Malfoy. Oh, because I think Snape is hand... I didn't want to hate on Snape because I thought he was handling um, 
the Quirrell situation well, and I thought he... He I, was, like, I was trying to, to Yeah, good Harry. on him for trying to save Harry. Um, and also, I, I just... I was really Team Neville this chapter, so I was mad at Malfoy for being so mean to Neville. Um, uh, and my chapter rename in theme of my pro-Neville life is 12 against 1. Aw, that is so good. Uh, mine was also Neville themed, but it was just Neville comes through in the clutch. Yeah. Because he comes through with the frog. Yeah. Um, and then I gave this chapter like 30 points. Um, mostly because I don't really, I said don't care, don't care about Flamel. Don't really don't care, care about Flamel. <laughs> I gave 20 points to Neville. Oh, that was nice. That was nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it just, this chapter just doesn't really do it for me. Neither does chapter 14. Oh, this one. So excited to talk about this chapter. Well, I feel like there's more to talk about because we don't like it. Yeah. Maybe. Chapter 14, Norbert the Norwegian Ridgeback. I have a pretty blanket reason why I don't like it. Do you just want to say that? Sure. Chapter 14. You know what? I think because I disliked it so much, um... And that my chapter title does reflect my opinion. Yeah, do you want to do our titles first? Yeah. We should probably do that anyway. Like, it makes sense to do it at the beginning. All right, new thing. (laughs) All right, for chapter 14, my title is Harry Potter and the Pointless Plotless Journey. Similar. Mine is the dumbest plan in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's all I have to say about it. Just kidding. We'll do a whole discussion on it. Yes. <clears throat> um, first and foremost, um, when I think something's funny in, in my notes, I just put LOL. So LOL <laughs> at them defending Quirrell in the beginning. I know. They're like supporting him They're and like, like oh, Quirrell has really stood up these next these past couple Harry's weeks. smiling at him. <laughs> Ron is telling people off for making fun. <laughs> Like, what do you think Quirrell is thinking? He probably is like, ha, 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 I've got the fool. <laughs> um, and, sorry, no, go ahead. Um, oh, Ditney. I mean, I just had a note about the Ditney. I know. I Everything Ditney. comes back is what my note says. Yeah. For those who don't weirdly remember Ditney, like Alex and I do, that's like, one of the main healing potions they use in the seventh one when they're, like, on the road. Yeah. And that was mentioned in this chapter. <laughs> Just yelling, didn't he? I don't think, really. Um, if you're following along in your books, it's page 229. <laughs> oh. Uh, also, I like how Hermione has started um, putting these topical references. That's, like, a second to Nicholas Flamel. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, I love Hermione's manipulation of Hagrid using Mine some. Too. If you if you read the hair, the Potter the Sorting Hat chats doing a little uh, Slytherin performance there, Hermione. Although I feel like they all manipulate Hagrid at different points. Yeah, they were doing it early. They all have been doing it lately to try to get information out of him. Oh, Hagrid. Oh, Although Hagrid. Mm. Uh, no, I'm not saying for Hagrid. Yeah. <laughs> We also clearly don't like Hagrid in this chapter. Hagrid gets on my nerves in this chapter. Um, I said another LOL. Ron said impressively. So, oh, wait, hold on. Oh. <laughs> he 
He's like, oh, we found out who he was ages ago, said Ron impressively. <laughs> also, they're so obvious. I know. Like, he and Harry. This is the most Gryffindor thing I've ever I seen. I don't, is that like a Gryffindor trait? Like, just being really obvious? Yeah. It's supposed to be that they can't, like, contain themselves. So, like... They're just, like, where they're, they get the rep of wearing their heart on their sleeve, like, not being able to, like, contain any emotion. Where do you get that as, like, I, a Gryffindor tree? I, because okay. that's, like, a you tree. No. I probably get it from fan fiction. Um, it's, like, it's probably, like, a fanon thing, which you'll understand what that means if you listen to our fan fiction episode. But, um, I also think it comes from the fact that Slytherins are supposed to be, like, really guarded. And easily able to, like, manipulate and read a situation, whereas Gryffindors, like, just burst at things. I guess, yeah. I just, like, I feel like that's more just people do that. Like, they don't, like, they just start talking. Like, they're not, like, aware of, like, people around them. Like, I feel like a Hufflepuff would do that, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm yeah. not saying that there's like textual evidence. I'm just saying yeah. this is not a just me thing. This is a pretty common belief about Gryffindors in of like Harry Potter fans. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm just saying like they don't care at all about like secrecy, and they don't really realize how bad it would be if people found out about the stone. Like they just. It, like, Harry and Ron, especially, they're just, like, talking about the stone, like, out in the open. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, like, if people found out that the stone was, like, one, existed and in the castle. Well, I guess it's not, like, a secret it existed, but, like, that it's, like, in the castle. It would be so bad. Yeah, I agree. Are they in Hagrid's hut right now? No, they're, oh, in, no, the yeah, they're in the library. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, um, I have an LOL moment. Um, Hagrid, you live in a wooden house. Yeah. Um, I'm not even there yet, man. Oh, sorry. I'm still at, uh, Ron being able to just, like, spout off these dates. Oh, you know, the Warlocks Convention of 1709. Everyone knows that. That was a Ron line, not Hermione. (laughs) Ron has been studying. All of that studying with Hermione in the library has really done him some good. I feel like the reasoning there is, like, because Charlie knows about dragons but like oh yeah oh that's yeah but the warlock convention of 1709 everyone knows (laughs) i also think she's trying to set up the convention that like actually that i believe it because i also think that could be something like the civil war or like world war ii like we know like it's like i think it's supposed to be a common thing in the wizarding world and they're trying to play up the fact that like harry and hermione don't have those like ready to go you know, facts. Just, like, if I move to England, I don't know what their, like, dates, like, a war, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A war would be, but there are things that we know because we just live in this world. Yeah, now I just got to the manipulator. Oh. Um, my notes, because of my dislike for this chapter, I just sort of read through it. My notes are not as detailed as they should be. Um... Also, Harry being like, shut up, Hermione. <laughs> shut up is so, like, such a strong word to use. When she and uh, Ron are arguing. Uh, no. In front of Malfoy. Yeah, Mal- yeah with Malfoy. Yeah. Like, he's like, shut up, shut up. And I'm like, oh my god. He Harry. does that all the time when they're, like, bickering. I or know. Whatever. <laughs> Yikes. Um, 
So this is where my anger starts. <laughs> they don't have to worry about it. Like, this is so not their problem that Hagrid has this dragon to the point that they feel the need to go down to the hut to help feed him. Like, one, I'm sure Hagrid's not, like, asking them to do that. I actually don't know. He probably is asking them to do that. Or they're worried he's going to get fired. I don't know. I, I'll suspend my disbelief for that. I won't. I can see them being like, oh, like, I don't understand the feeding thing. That's I, what, yeah. I mean, I get them, like, worried, but, like, they are inserting this themselves into this problem way too agreed. much. Agreed. I think this is so... Contrived. It's so contrived. Okay, also, I don't understand why Malfoy is waiting. I don't know what he has to wait for. I think he wants to use it as, like, blackmail over them. Like, I know this, so I'm going to make you do things for yeah. me because I could turn you in. Like, he's waiting for the proper the moment. Pro- um, Just them bad at secrets again, where they say it in front of Malfoy. Love like, that they hate Norbert, because Norbert's existence, while probably cute and dragony, is really a terrible plot point. Um, oh, okay. I don't know if you're here. You're probably not here. But Hagrid is... In the future, a care of magical creatures teacher. He has books upon books about dragons. He didn't know that a dragon bite was going to have a po- be poisonous. He's been researching Norwegian Ritzbacks. I don't know if he has. He got like one book at the library that's out of date. They didn't know that Norwegian Ritzbacks. I just feel like it's. That annoys me. I mean, not necessarily that it's unbelievable that Hagrid didn't know that, but just that it's just like, Hagrid, you didn't do any research at all. Also, Hagrid's, oh, I guess maybe his giant blood is preventing him from getting Yeah, he probably is fine. Yeah, but still, I was like, wow, okay. Okay, cool. I do, the, the best part about this chapter for me is their introduction of Charlie, I think it's done really well and like mm-hmm. how we don't actually meet him till the fourth book I think but we get so much like little information about Charlie how he's like chill he's like willing to kind of break the rules and like yeah isn't even mad at Ron for like being involved in this like and that to me even though like Charlie's the one we get the least amount of information that's like kind of what I'd expect like he was like a jack in yeah. Hogwarts like that kind of thing. Although my issue with Charlie lies with the fact that he has a terrible plan. First of all, first of all, why on earth do they have to go to the tallest tower? What is so, why couldn't they just meet them at Hagrid's hut? One. Two, why does it have to be them that has to take Norbert? Oh, well, that's... Why can't Hagrid go? Why can't literally anyone else go? They don't need to go to the tallest tower. The putting the invisibility cloak over the dragon to take the dragon to the astronomy tower is the most ridiculous contrived thing I've ever heard. There's no reason why they have to, they could fly into the Forbidden Forest, land, go to Hagrid's hut. Hagrid's hut is further away from action than the astronomy tower. Yeah, and the most important thing is it should be Hagrid taking it. He's an adult. Hagrid, first of all, should not have let them should not have let them take it. I don't know why he lets them. It's not their problem. 
I feel like maybe they thought that if they didn't do it, Hagrid wouldn't give a, up Norbert, but... They could have gone to make sure he did. I don't know. I just think the whole astronomy tower thing is terrible. And it, I'm glad that they get caught because I'm like, this was a terrible plan. Also, like, later on, they constantly talk about how the castle's protected and how you can't just operate into the castle or fly into the castle. And I know later on, like, it's more strict, mm-hmm. like, the the rule, like, um, or not the rules, like, the protections, but I still think that you wouldn't be able to fly into Hogwarts yeah, undetected. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, good one, Molly. <clears throat> Just fuels my hate fire. I know, and I get, like, they need to get detention, but, like... They're, they could have gotten... This is what I don't understand. This whole chapter doesn't even need to be there. Like, if she was looking to cut things, she could have cut this chapter, and this is what could have happened. Hagrid has a dragon. Harry, Ron, and Hermione are helping feed the dragon. Draco just tells on them. Like, from the beginning. We don't need this whole contrived plan about... I don't know about that. That seems weird and like who knows what would have happened to Hagrid I guess I just like it didn't there didn't need to be a dragon (laughs) I guess like that's the whole like betting thing but like yeah the dragon's important to like the plot but I just I don't understand why this whole or it's just she's JK Rowling we could have just had another way for them to get detention yeah that's what I mean that's what I'm saying like not related to the dragon this just seems yeah Hermione did a sort of jig. <laughs> I know. Malfoy only got 20 points, though, which I'm mad about. Huh? He oh, was... subtracted? Yeah. See, I thought that was fair, because I think McGonagall, like, that's a... See, I think McGonagall gives points fairly. Well, it, I would have just thought at least 50, like, they got... They each got 50 taken away. And I think she's probably more mad at them, one, because she expects more from them, and two, because... She thinks that they, like, contrived this plan to get Malfoy in trouble, but... Yeah. Um, I still think, like, they, he should have gotten, like, the same, like, 50 points. Oh, I, I agree. You, do you think she goes back on the points when... With Malfoy? No. <laughs> Amazing. Um, um, that's my last note. Yeah, same. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. All right, this one's really long. I'm sorry. Like, the answer's really long? Like, it's just, like, has three fill-in-the-blanks. Okay. You can go first. Okay. It bit me. He said, showing them his hand, which was wrapped in a bloody handkerchief. What does he say next? You can obviously, like, all it's <laughs> close to it. Um, the, the bloody thing bit me? No. <laughs> yeah. It's about his hand. Um, I was trying to feed it and it bit me. No, but okay. okay. It's um, I'm not going to be able to hold a quill for a week. Oh, um, I tell you that dragon's the most horrible animal I've ever met. But the way Hagrid goes on about it, you'd think it was a baby. 
<laughs> You'd think it was <laughs> a fluffy little bunny rabbit. <laughs> he does say baby later. Like Hagrid yeah. sings to <laughs> Okay, well okay, so you got the last one. Oh, he sings so, a lullaby to it. Yeah, that okay. was the last bit. <laughs> Alright. So this is like Hagrid had Norbert packed and ready in a large crate. He says he's got lots of blank and some blank for the journey. So what are the two things he packs though? Well there are three, but these first not it's not the teddy bear. That's one. That's one of them. Yeah. Blood, chicken blood. Rats. Rats. Oh, okay, because he he started eating rats later. Yeah. Okay. Rats. Okay. <laughs> so we've already renamed our chapter, so let's do our... Points? Yeah. I gave this chapter ten points. I almost gave it negative points. I gave it negative five points. Oh, I didn't. I really dislike this chapter. I think it's dumb and doesn't need to be here. I mean, I really don't like it, but I can't, like, give a Harry Potter chapter negative points. Well, I gave it negative five. I gave it ten. Because, um, I like the Charlie stuff, I guess. I don't even know why I gave it ten. Um, yeah. Who's your chapter champion? I didn't have a champion. I, I, I struggled to find one. I, like, left it blank thinking I was going to go back to it, but after even we just talked about it, I don't feel... I'm not giving a champion. I gave it to McGonagall because I like I her pulling, <laughs> like, Malfoy and being, like, 20 points from... I almost did, but I was still kind of mad that she took so many points away from Gryffindor, like... And she hasn't from, done that yet. Oh, that's true. That's a good point, but... I guess I would give it to McGonagall, too. Um, and then my my rat was Hagrid. Same. For It was almost reasons. Norbert, because I don't like Norbert either, but um, Hagrid just made so many bad choices. This is just also, it's like a thing, Hagrid selfishly does this multiple times with them, like, sending them to Aragog that could have been, it was unnecessary, the, um... It just shows his, like, immaturity. Yeah. He does something else later that I also think is really, like, they have to take care of something for Hagrid. Well, his brother. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's who I'm talking about. That's also just, like, Hagrid, you can't... But I guess he doesn't have friends, so they're, like, his friends. I know. That's sad. All right. Yeah. Fine. But still, he's my rat. I mean, he's definitely my rat for sure. Um, the next chapter is the Forbidden Forest, so the password will be... How much Malfoy pisses his pants when he sees Voldemort. Just kidding. Um, uh... What is the name of the centaur that Harry, um, rides on the back of? Ooh, good one. So this has been another episode of Potter Watch. Um, remember to check us out on social media and yeah, we, um, we're posting like questions and stuff about like upcoming episodes. Like it's too late for the fan fiction one, but next time we do a special episode, we'll ask people for like questions on like Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. We even did like a Reddit thread. 
Um, um, yeah, please talk to us. We love um, interacting yeah. with you guys. We love feedback. We love getting, like, iTunes reviews and, like, being able to read them and stuff like that. And don't forget, there's still, like, a house championship going on, so you need to review the podcast if you haven't already. And, um, like we said, fan fiction won. So, after you're done listening to this, if you've got another, uh, we're about to record it. It might be longer than an hour. Who knows? Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.